That's one of the things that I appreciate about traveling full time is I have the time to learn about me. Um, and I love it for that. I feel like now I am more in love with myself than I have ever been before. I feel more confident in myself now than I ever have before. From somewhere around the world, welcome to the Black Women Travel Podcast. Hi, my name is Wanda Duncan, and I'm so glad you're joining me as we explore the paths of Black women who've made travel a large part of their lives. Welcome to the show. So thank you for making the time to speak with us today. Can you please share with us your name, where you're from, your current location, and the name of your business? Thanks for having me. Um, My name is Shanique. Um, Born and raised in London, the UK. Uh, Right now, we are in Chiang Mai, Thailand, um, and my main business at the moment is running our blog called Fro Family Travels. Fabulous. So I would love to know your story. So (laughs) you come from a traveling family. Like, how did travel enter your life? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I have traveled for most of my life. My my mum is a self-employed singer uh, and has been for all of my life prior to even before I was born. Um, and so she spent most of her time traveling around the world. And so I guess it's kind of just been inbuilt um, in me because she's traveled a lot. So I've done a lot of traveling um, with her as a child. Um, and from then, you know, it's, it's just felt natural to me, I guess. So I'm always away, always have been away, even as a child. Then as a teenager in my early 20s, I spent a lot of time traveling. We'd be away kind of three, four, five times a year sometimes. So it's kind of always been within me, I guess. And I couldn't ever see myself stopping. Um, so this... Uh, trip that you've taken you started uh, full-time traveling in 2018 March of 2018 right yes yes exactly so is this the longest you've been away from London absolutely yeah it, it definitely is prior to that um, I would only be away maybe maximum like two weeks, three weeks, just on vacation. But um, yeah, since since March 2018 is the longest we've, we've ever been away from London. And so what has that experience been like? So, okay, so backing up just a little bit, you were in London, grew up traveling. What made you decide to travel full time? What made you say, all right, this isn't it. Something's got to be it. Uh, it's multi-layered question. Um, but I guess trying to trying to make it as short and as sweet as possible. Um, <laughs> the, the, the biggest factor, I would say, was just feeling unfulfilled um, at work. Um, I used to work in education. 
Um, and I didn't like uh, the job that I was doing. It just felt like I, I worked in careers and I did some academic mentoring, which is very much about trying to encourage our young people to become the best that they can be, right? To, to help them fulfill their potential. And I started to feel like a lot of our young people, especially our black young children, young people were being set up to fail. And I felt that I was in a position where I could see what was happening because, you know, obviously as a member of staff, you know exactly what's happening and, and the way that the system is trying to set them up. But I felt hopeless and that I, I felt powerless. that I couldn't really, even within my position, um, it was a struggle to be able to support them in a way that I, I really wanted to because there was always targets and goals that the school had and it didn't necessarily align with with what I felt, you know, that the children deserved, young people deserved. Um, and so it was kind of the going to work every day and feeling unfulfilled and feeling that I wasn't helping our young people in the way that they deserved. And I just felt there's got to be more than life, it, more to life than this. This isn't the way that our young people, most importantly, our young people are supposed to live. And I know for sure that I'm not supposed to live this way as well. I can't see myself doing this, you know, and I was kind of in my mid twenties at this point, I can't see myself doing this for the next, you know, 40 years. If we're saying one retires at 65, for example, I can't see myself in this position for the next 40 years. There has got to be much more to life than this. Um, and my husband felt the same way, basically. You know, we've been having this ongoing conversation about this isn't it. We're supposed to live life now. There's, there's got to be better than this. Um, life is for living and this isn't the way, the monotony of going to work, feeling unsatisfied and unfulfilled at work stuck in traffic for, you know, kind of an hour, two hours and coming back home and eating, going to sleep, same repeat every single day. I can't see myself doing this for the next 60 odd years or 40 odd years. And we would go on holiday, have our break, have our, you know, kind of three, four week um, holiday, whatever it was we we're entitled to. And we'd be away and come back and always just wanting to to, to stay away, you know, kind of um, had fantastic holidays as a couple and thinking we could live here. We could, we could see, you know, a life here in the sun, being black, especially it was like the weather in London can be terrible. It rains a lot and it's depressing. <laughs> and it just, you know, it, it, it just didn't feel right. But every time we went away, you know, we felt we felt good and we were having an amazing time. And it was like there there must be a way that we can live a better quality of life than the one that we're living in London. You know, and it was expensive and our outgoings were crazy. We, you know, we were in debt and the amount that we, you know, that that we we'd managed to rack up a debt of about twenty thousand pounds and our outgoings were more than our income and it just felt like we were forever paying out money but not bringing in enough to even cover our expenses um 
and it was hard. It was really, really hard. And, and, and I just, I in particular, just started to feel really down about it um, and just thought, no, we, we've got to find a way to do life differently than this. Um, yeah, and so it kind of stemmed from there. And then we also, um, we also took a course in um, black history studies um which which opened up our eyes to a whole new world you know again if you look at kind of history studies in the uk we don't apart from you know kind of the usual rhetoric about slavery and martin luther king rosa you know apart from outside of that there was so much about black history that that we weren't aware of until we took this course and kind of going delving into that side of um, our heritage as well, again, opened up a whole other side to the world that it was like, no, we've got to explore this on a deeper level on, you know, on a, in, a, in another way. And we can't do this with the way that we're currently living life. And I was starting to, I, I, I love Google, anything, anytime I want to research something, I, I'll find the answer to it on Google. So doing lots of research and especially with Instagram and YouTube and starting to see that there were other people that were living abroad um, and making a life for themselves outside of the UK, outside of the US and kind of starting to see that it was possible to, to, to live a life that was different from the usual, you know, kind of nine to five that we're encouraged to, to pursue as young people. And it was like, actually, this could be possible. I think maybe this is something we could do. So yeah, that's kind of how we started to, to explore that, that we could go full time. I saw that you had, so your Instagram reads a little bit like a journal. It's very engaging uh, and thoughtful the way you post pictures. A lot of people post like the glamorous photos and <laughs> not that the photos aren't glamorous, but your, yes. your, your comment, your posts that you have. So in one of them, you, you said um, regarding like work, you were like, you don't like being told what to do if it doesn't align with who you are. Right. And you said that uh, following social norms and expectations didn't feel good to you and you wanted yeah. to be happy. So, so yeah. do you think that from the choices that you've made that you are finding that happiness you were seeking? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I, I can't imagine ever going back to the life that we used to live. You know, and, and like you said, you know, Instagram paints a certain picture and I, 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 I tell our truth and, and the way that things really are rather than just a load of pretty pictures because I don't think Instagram filters and pretty pictures really serves anyone. Yeah, they're nice to look at, but I don't necessarily think it's helpful. And I was reading um, an article the other day that was saying something like um, now... 50% um, of people make their holiday decisions based on Instagram photos, which is amazing to see that Instagram is a platform that can be used to really influence people. Mm -hmm. But if we're only selling, you know, the glamorous side of life, 
but the reality is something completely different. How helpful is it really? You know, and, and there have been times where even, you know, I've been searching through Instagram and, you know, there'll be people that were following and it's like, oh, they've said such and such a place is really nice to visit and we should go and there's all these amazing things to do. And then we've gone there and it's like, oh, actually, they didn't talk about this. They didn't mention, you know, how dirty the roads are or how, you know, how how much um, uh, smog there is in the area or whatever it is, you know, there's Insta, Insta, with Instagram, you, you're able to, to only only include the best bits and leave out kind of, you know, the parts that you don't really want to sell. And I just don't think that serves anyone. So, you know, I know a lot of people look at our lifestyle and we are repeatedly, almost on a daily basis, asked, how do we afford to travel? How do we do it? And I'm always more than happy to share that with people but I'm going to do it in a real way because I don't ever want to make it seem as though this journey is easy because it definitely has not been. It is amazing. I would not change it for the world. I have absolutely no interest in going back to our old life, but I'm going to keep it real. That makes so much sense. (laughs) That sounds (laughs) so much like, right. I love that. I love that you talk about the reality of what it is to figure out what works for you when you are Mm. trying to sustain yourself on the road. And I think it's also very relevant that everybody's wondering how, because (laughs) we just don't know until we start digging, until we start figuring out what it is, who we actually are, what it is we actually want to offer and seeing who will pay us for that stuff, right? Absolutely, yes, yes, exactly. So I also love that you wanted to start your family. So this is something that some women run into. Some of them (laughs) aren't even in stable relationships. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You were in a relationship and you were like, yeah, don't care. I want a family. And then it's like, how am I going to do this and start traveling? So when you left in March of 2018, you were already nine, you, you, your baby was already nine months old. Yes. So like, what, what was that process like for you? Like, were, were your family concerned? Were you concerned? Yes. Yeah. Um, both to be honest initially. Um, and even to go back a bit further, um, I was really concerned about when when we made we made the decision that we wanted to travel full time or move abroad full time. And my concern was at that time, you know, we we definitely wanted to have children, but I didn't want us to put off. We'd already been married, um, I think about two years, two or three years at this point. Um, I didn't want to put off having children um so that we could travel um but i also didn't want to feel that we couldn't travel if we had you know do you know what i mean um i don't know if i'm making myself clear um but yeah i i didn't want to not have children right now and say oh well let's go have you know let's go travel for a while and then maybe in two three years then we'll think about having children i didn't want to necessarily wait to have children um but at the same time, I didn't want to not travel. I, you know, really had it 
both of us really felt that now was the time um, that we wanted to go traveling or within, you know, once the time that we'd kind of cleared our debts, we wanted to just go. Um, we didn't want anything to stop us. So it was kind of this tug of war as to, well, do we wait and have children first and then travel? Because then it became, all right, but it's a baby. Babies need stability. Babies can't be, you know, kind of off gallivanting around the world. What, what if they get sick? What if something happens? What if we need support? You know, our families in London. Um, but that really weighed on me. My husband was like, we're going to work it out regardless. You know, if let's just do, you know, we, we didn't necessarily have an official plan to kind of try to have a babies. We were just at a stage where we were like, if it happens, fantastic and we'll go with the flow but you know we're not on this kind of we're, we're going out of our way to have children um but i was like what if we get pregnant then how are we going to be able to, to travel with a child it's just not going to be possible and he was like of course it's going to be possible we'll work it out we'll we'll make it happen um so if anything kind of was stopping me it was that concern about how we could do it with a baby because when we were looking you know, like I said, we were doing a lot of research online, watching other social media pages and seeing how other people were doing it. And we didn't see anyone with children that were doing it, that was traveling full time. Um, and so it was like, actually, is this possible? Can we do this with a baby? And um, then we did find a few families that were doing it, but we didn't really see black families that were doing it. Or if we did see families that were doing it, their children were older. You know, they were kind of um, maybe teenagers or they were kind of, you know, five and over. Um, so much older. Um, yeah. So but then I, I can't even remember kind of how I kind of processed it. But it was just like, we're just going to go with the flow. Whatever happens, happens. Um, and then I got pregnant and um, had Taji. And like you said, a lot of the concern did come from our family about, you know, kind of what if she gets sick? You know, why don't you wait? The, the biggest comment from most people was, why don't you wait till she's older? Because she's a child, she's a baby. She's not going to remember it anyway. You're going to be paying out all this money and it's going to be wasted. But my reasoning or our reasoning was but we're going to remember it even if she doesn't remember it it's our memories too I think people have this perception that it's only about the child's memory but it's everyone's memory it's not all just about a child we're all a part of this experience um, and actually financially it made more sense to travel with her with her when she was young because prior to them children being two years old you, you just pay a lap fee, you know, because the ch child sits on your lap unless you choose to book a seat. Then you just pay a lap fee, which might be 20 or 30 pounds. Once they turn two years old, um, then you have to pay for a full adult ticket. So actually, financially, it would make more sense for us to go traveling with her while she was young. Um, so we kind of reasoned it in our minds. But yeah, our families and, and some of our friends were more thinking maybe we should wait and you know then it was like well what are you going to do when it comes to kind of her being school age where is she going to go to school and we'd always planned to homeschool our children anyway so that was never a concern for us um so yeah there, there was some concern there you were saying that it actually makes sense for 
children to travel when they are that young? Yes, um, financially, because before um, your child turns two years old, um, you can get away with just carrying them on your lap and you only have to pay a lap fee, um, which is normally like 20 or 30 pounds. It's, it's basically what you might pay in like taxes or something. It's not very much at all. Um, but when they, as soon as they turn two years old, then you then have to pay the full adult price. So, you know, how much we used to pay in travel was nothing compared to what we now have to pay now that she's over two. So actually, I, I would say the best time to travel with children is when they're really young. And the, your family's fears have totally been dispelled. Like you were able to meet them in Spain for her one year birthday. Um, yeah, my, my one of my husband's brothers lives in Spain um, permanently. He's, he's lived there for quite a number of years now. So we stayed with them for just over a month. Um, and that was just as Taji was turning one. So, yeah, we were with, the, with them for her first birthday. Um, my sister, my mum came out to Spain to see us um my mum always my mum always comes everywhere we go um so she came to the first time we went to thailand she came and visited um us in phuket and one of my cousins came to phuket as well and my mum just left us last week as well we were in malaysia and then we went to singapore together and yeah my mum and one of my other cousins came and saw us there so yeah we're, we're we've been really fortunate to to be able to see our family and they've come and traveled with us um as we've gone on our journey as well that's brilliant um yeah. so also also uh before you left uh london you and the hub had started your businesses so your business was super funky me it's an etsy store yes um you said that you wanted to rediscover your african self and so you uh did a lot of african inspired jewelry correct yes yes and accessories yeah and accessories you've really done your research <laughs> i mean look at this you know <laughs> it's my job um but that actually i'm not sure that your specific business but i i saw that you had actually gone into debt trying to start uh that business uh, your <laughs> husband and yourself so i guess it was maybe a combined eighteen thousand pounds and then yes. it took two years to clear that and uh, save up 15,000 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what were some of the things that you were doing? I, um, as you said that you were being frugal. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so yes, what, what yeah. What practices you had? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I, would, I wouldn't, first thing, just to say, I wouldn't say that we went into debt because or to try and start super funky me um oh. i had a number of i had a number of other you know kind of just just typical credit card debt overdrafts um you know there were a couple of business related debts as well attached to that but um super super funky me was started whilst we were in debt mm -hmm. um yeah so in terms of helping us to clear the debt we we did become very frugal 
um, we basically, the first thing we did um, was to make sure that we knew exactly how we were spending our money. So every single penny that came in and went out, we knew about it. I was checking our back, you know, our statement every single day um, so that no no single penny could be unaccounted for. Um, that's really helpful because I think little that, you know, we were spending a lot of little bits that, you know, when you think, oh, you know, I'll just grab a, a cup of coffee here or there or just get a sandwich. Now it adds up, um, you know, and you really just think it's it's just a small amount, but it really does add up by the end of the month. Um, so we were com- really meticulous about what we were spending. Um, we, in terms of like groceries, we would have a set budget. Um, and I, if I remember rightly, it would be say, for example, like 160 pounds a month um, that we would spend on our groceries. And basically I would withdraw that money and that was all there was. So if it came to week four of the month and we only had £10 left, we would have to find a way to, to make that £10 last the entire month. Um, so, yeah, anything apart from our typical direct debits that might be our rent, our electricity, you know, Wi-Fi um broadband payments, all of that came out automatically out of our account. Anything else that was kind of variable and that might change slightly, like say like our groceries or, um, you know, kind of odd little things that we might use cash for, um, that had to be withdrawn and used as cash. And like I said, there was a set amount for our groceries. We used to do date nights every week. We were we used to love the like highlight of our week was our date nights. We had a very limited um, budget for date night, um, and it meant that we had to be extremely creative. So we used to go out every week. We might go partying or go out to restaurants, go out to movies. That all stopped, and we would have date night indoors. But we would do some of the kind of same things that we would do when we would go out, but just bring it inside, you know, um, and just get really creative. Um, what else? In in the beginning, let's say, so this was kind of early in our marriage, um, before, before, well before we had Taji. And I would have liked to have potentially maybe started having um, children as soon as we got married, but we decided to place that plan on hold that was just not an option to have children we wanted to make sure that when we started having children that we would be in a good financial position um so that just wasn't an option um at that time um what else did we do and we snowballed um our debts so um the way that snowballing works is you focus on paying the smallest debt off first Um, You know, rather than say, for example, if you've got five different um, credit cards that you need to pay off and you might pay, I don't know, 50 pounds on each card, rather than doing that, we would put we would list all of um, our debts from the smallest to the largest and focus on paying off the smallest debt first and pay minimum payments on the other ones. And then so using the snowball method, we were able to really, really quickly, I think after the first, when we decided to do the snowball snowball method, 
within the first like six weeks of starting this method, we'd already cleared one debt immediately. Um, so yeah, that, that was another thing that we did and really throwing ourselves into the business. That was super funky me. It was very naughty and I probably shouldn't have done it, but I, I knew that it was a business that, that had the potential to thrive. And so there was one month when I decided to not pay our rent because there was an event that I wanted Super Funky Me to be a part of and I needed to pay for the vendor fee. But I didn't have the funds to pay it and the only amount of money that I knew it could potentially come from was from our rent money. So I decided instead of paying our rent to pay to attend this event. And we did get letters through the door, you know, saying that you were late on your rent. It's the only ever, it's the only time we were ever late on our rent. Um, but I knew that if I used that money to put it towards an event, I could at least triple that money, that investment. And that's what I saw it as an investment. And I can't remember how much money we actually did take. But yeah, I know for sure we made a whole heap more than than that initial investment. So it was very naughty, but I made that decision to use our rent money to pay for an event for Super Funky Me to, to attend. And, you know, our rent at the time was 600 pounds. And I know for a fact that I brought back at least 2000 pounds. So it was, it was naughty, but it was worth it. You took a risk. You took a risk on yourself. Absolutely, yeah. But I only because I believed in myself. I, you know, if I if I had any doubts, I wouldn't have done it. And yeah. it's it's not something. It's definitely not something that I advise. But it works. Um, I want to ask you. So a lot of times when people are coupled, mm. <laughs> they speak in this ubiquitous "we," right? <laughs> okay. When yeah. A lot of times. A lot of times there's a person leading in a certain aspect of things. Mm. So I'm I'm curious about what, what you do and what he does. Not that it <laughs> matters because your relationship is your relationship, but yeah. A lot of times people get credit for work they don't do. <laughs> and it just seems like you you have done a lot of the thinking it seems like you've done a lot of the legwork it seems like you're just like ambitious as hell that's what I hear from you that's why because I, I think I think you run your Instagram as well I don't think he does I that do, yes, yes yeah. I do I, yeah I, I I love my husband to bits but I wouldn't let him run our Instagram oh my gosh no <laughs> no that wouldn't happen no he's he's very you know People think that I'm honest and and I'm raw and I very and I am, but you, unless you've met my husband, you have no idea what raw actually means. If <laughs> if you was allowed to run it, it would be a completely different page. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of kind of our roles, um, I would definitely say I'm kind of the organizer. Um, and I do make a lot of the things happen, um, but not without his say so, you know, with, with all of the big decisions, I definitely I, I would normally come up with a plan 
and say, all right, so babe, you know, I've, I've looked at, cause I do, I genuinely, I genuine, generally will do most of the research and look at flight deals or, you know, I'm, I'm always scouring like Skyscanner and seeing what kind of deals are popping up and how cheap it is to play, um, to fly from where we are, where we are to somewhere else. So I'll, I will, usually always do all the initial research and look for like airbnb i'll be joining all the different facebook groups to find out about accommodation um so i'll initiate everything um and then i'll kind of present the plan to him i guess um you know it's like if okay so we can afford to travel to this place um you know for so much money and then over here it's rainy season so i think we should avoid going to this place but i know we want to go there next year so we'll have to save that till the end of the year so i'll kind of present to him the plan about how i think it could go and then he he then likes to look at the accommodation and he wants to see you know how much it is um so we definitely it's, it's a partnership i would say but i would say that i'm more I would initiate kind of things, but I will give him his credit this year. Um, one of his goals for 2019 was to be a lot more involved in our travel planning. Um, and even though I might initiate everything, he wants to, he's had, a, he wants to have a go at actually looking for accommodation at actually booking flights. Cause I think prior to us going full time, maybe up until this year, I don't think he'd ever booked a flight before. Um, so, so yeah, he, he, one of his goals for 2019 was that he actually wanted to, to, to be more involved in, in the planning um, of our travel. And he definitely has stepped up um, to that. Um, you know, I'll say, look, okay, babe, we're looking at going to Vietnam, for example, could you have a look on Airbnb for some accommodation? He knows, you know, we both know kind of what we're looking for in terms of pricing, in terms of, you know, kind of the um, amenities that we expect our accommodation to has. And he'll go away and he'll come back and say, this is what I found. So, um, yeah, I, I would definitely say initially it was probably 90% all me. And then he would just look at it and say, yeah, no, don't like that. Or can we change this? But now he's far more involved than ever. Is the relationship, because I know y'all have been together for like uh, nine or 10 years. Yeah, nine years. Nine, nine years. Nine, nine years. Yeah, <laughs> and we've, been, we've been married. We've been married for almost five, five years next month. Which is like... A lot. Yeah, I feel like it. We're veterans out here. <laughs> um, for real, for real. Is is the relationship because okay, so back in London, y'all had different workplaces, so forth mm. and so forth. Now y'all mm. get to spend all the time together. All day, every day, yeah. All day. <laughs> With a baby. With the baby as well, yeah. Um so what's that like? Like, uh, not like what's it like from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, but like, mm -hmm. what is, what has your experience been being in a relationship? Be, be yourself. Okay, so three layers. I want, I want you to talk about you because this is Black women travel, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yes, then of course. There are, there are other roles that you play. You are a mother. Mm. 
you are a wife. And so I want you to hit those three layers. What has it been like for you? Man, it's been a real journey, a real, real journey. Um, Because I guess when you, life in the UK, um, it's very intense and I feel like, you know, you go to work, you, you know, you have your different friendship groups and, and the other things that you do. And those things almost serve as almost a bit of an escape from yourself to a certain extent. Like one of the things that I felt from traveling full time is I always have time to reflect I, you know, before it's like, oh no, I've, you know, in the UK, I've got to get up, I've got to go to work, then we got to meet so and so, we're going on a double date, or I'm going out with my friends. There was always something going on. I've got to go see my mum. So my mind was kind of continually occupied. And I almost don't think I really had time to think about myself. Whereas now I feel like all I have is time to think. Um, you know, and so. It's actually been a real eye-opener in terms of rediscovering myself and the person that I am and that I desire to be. And actually getting to a stage, even till quite recently, I would say that, you know, kind of coming to a feeling that I didn't really know myself very well. And I still don't. And I feel like I am even now, I'm, I'm discuss, you know, I'm kind of becoming a new version of myself. And it has taken me, I, I literally turned 34 two days ago, you know, it's literally taken me almost 34 years to realize this. Um, but it's because I've had the time to actually process um kind of the whole journey and and what it is that I want out of life and and I feel like that's one of the things that I appreciate about traveling full time is I have the time to learn about me um and I love it for that I feel like now I am more in love with myself than I have ever been before I feel more confident in myself now than I ever have before and you know a lot of I know a lot of people feel that when they get married, when they have children, they lose themselves. And I definitely did feel a part of that. But but traveling, but I feel like if, if I was still in London and married and we had Taji, I wouldn't necessarily have the time to explore myself and, you know, you know, learn about myself because there would just, there would still just be so much going on. Whereas now I'm, I'm able to set aside time for myself. And um, one of the things that I absolutely love and adore about my husband is he is happy to help me to find that time um, for me to spend by myself. You know, he'll always, he will literally always be like, what do you need? How much time do you need? Do you need an, an extra hour? Let's find you an extra hour. You know, I'll take Taji, we'll go to the park. You know, we, we literally had, because um, we're so busy at the moment um, with a lot of different projects, and we were talking this morning about how we can find even more time to get what we need done. And he was literally saying to me, 
I want to think about how I can give you more time to do what you want to do. And that is one of the things I absolutely admire about him is he is so selfless and always thinking about how he can he can make me happy and what will what will make me happy as well. Um, so so yeah, it's as that's much why, as that's why we let sorry. him stay with you. <laughs> He's amazing. He we is. Catch some flight. Get your ticket, <laughs> You are coming with the No, I'm joking. <laughs> he better be, because that literally, like, that's that's the job description. That is, that's what he's supposed to do. So, it is true. But, you know, yes. It's true. But, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic to be able to, to have a partner that supports you and wants to see you become the best version of and this one of the things that I fell in love with him from day one when I you know in my early 20s and I was feeling very insecure about myself and and not sure about the person that I was trying to become he from very early in our relationship would talk about you know, the fact that he could see the potential in the person that I, you know, could grow into be. And even when I couldn't see it in myself, you know? Um, yeah, and and he's forever been that that encourager and, and, and has challenged me to continually push to be the best that I can be and, and has always supported me to say, do what you want to do. You know, if you want to go out with your friends, go and do that. And we've been talking recently, actually, about um, taking trips away from each other as well. So we've talked about, he's been talking about, you know, that he wants to do a trip with his boys. And I've been saying, you know, I want to do a girl's trip and I want to do a solo trip and he wants to do a solo trip. And, you know, that's important as well because yes, we are a family. Yes, we are a couple, but like you said before, we are also individuals as well. And, it's important that we make that time for ourselves. And it's definitely, it's, you know, in we're still, I guess we're still early in our journey. We've been doing this for a year and a half now, but we've got to a stage where we're kind of stable enough that we can say, right, now it's time to focus on ourselves. And that's not selfish and that's, that's okay. That is absolutely okay. That is more than okay. That is, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So what has it been like? You you talked about yourself. You talked about with him. What's it been like a little baby girl that you've been dreaming of your whole life? <laughs> What's it been like seeing the world through her eyes, experiencing things with her? You you said that she was born to travel, so she must not oh, be yeah. fussy. Yeah. 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 What's it been she, like with she's her? She's fantastic. Like I said, she was nine months old when we started this journey. And um, she she's a very happy, easygoing baby. Um, she travels better than we do. You know, we feel like whenever we travel to a new country, we need almost kind of a week to... To, you know settle in and and get our minds right and and kind of get back focused again and she's like nope we've landed cool I'm I'm ready to go let's go explore as soon as we wake up she wants she's like rushing to get her shoes and she wants to go outside there is no relaxing Taji has 
kind of no chill bone in her at all. She she loves to explore. She always wants to go outside when we're I, we carry her um, for most of you know whenever we go outside. And she's like, no, nope, mummy, daddy, floor, please. And she'll say she wants to go on the floor. She wants to walk. <laughs> she wants to she wants to go exploring. So she absolutely loves it. And actually, you know, because we don't we don't always go exploring every single day because it's very exhausting. Um, but we do try to go out at least kind of three to four days a week, somewhere different and somewhere new. Um, and the days where we don't go out, we might just kind of hang out by the pool. Um, she's like, no, this is, this is boring. And if, if, if we have, if she throws a bit of a tantrum, it's because she's bored usually. It's because she doesn't want to be inside and she wants to go outside and explore. So that is why I definitely say she was born to travel because she loves it. She absolutely loves it. And she gets bored very easily and she wants to go out and meet people. She loves to have other children. That anytime we see other children, she gets excited and she'll start crying if they have to leave. Um, so, yeah, she's absolutely made for this journey. That is so brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> We love baby Taji. <laughs> she is fantastic. Everybody that meets Taji absolutely loves her. She is, she's wonderful. She's so funny and so clever and, and she really is an absolute joy. Um, and one of the things that I, again, really appreciate is just being able to see you know her hitting milestones and to to be able to watch her develop every single day and it literally does feel like every single day she is learning something new or saying something that we've never heard before um you know and, and again you know I go back to if we were in the UK if we were working full-time we wouldn't be able to enjoy as much time with her and see all of these small changes and so for me like I I even now, it still fe still seems miraculous when we watch all of these small changes that she goes through, and I'm I'm so grateful to be able to to see her develop um, in this way. I love it so very much. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, please, um, what are some of your um, self care practices? Um, I would say my biggest self-care practice at the moment is um, what I call the miracle morning. Um, so I wake up very early, um, normally about quarter past four, between quarter past four and half four every morning. Um, and it's based on a book that I read called, literally called The Miracle Morning. Um, and it basically says that there are six things that we, sh in order to make sure that we're kind of productive and effective um, with our time and to help us to be as successful as possible, there are six things that we should do each day. And I was kind of doing some of them each day or one or two of them each day and it would be things like meditating um affirmations i'm really huge on affirmations um visualizing and i was kind of doing little bits of them each day or one or two things um but the miracle morning basically combines six things and it's it's the acronym is um savers and it's um 
um, silence, which might be meditation, affirmation, visualizing, um, exercise, reading, and then S is scribing or journaling. So every single morning I do those six things. And I, I get up so early because it's the only time that I can guarantee that I will have by myself. Um, uninterrupted, completely uninterrupted. Taji's asleep. My husband's usually still asleep. Um, so I know that I can wake up at 4.30 and have a solid hour to myself every day, which I absolutely cherish. And I do those six things. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my biggest thing that I would say at the moment um yeah is to do those my have my miracle morning um, every day and it really does set me up for my day and if there is a rare time that I don't do it or maybe I cut it slightly short short normally it's a full hour um but if I cut it short for for some reason my day never seems to go as well as it would if I'd done the full hour so it is important to me and it's something that I make sure that I do for myself um, without fail where possible. And do you find any of those things particularly grounding or is there something else that uh, you find that helps to ground you? Gratitude. I would say is the biggest thing gratitude just being just being so appreciative for everything that I have for being able to live the life that we do you know I do not take it for granted at all I know that you know like I said with our um with our following and we get messages constantly with people saying I would love to do what you do but you know I've always dreamt about doing this but and I, and, and I'm I'm very vocal on saying we're not any more special than anyone else you can do this you you know you can live out your dreams but I but I do also recognize that it is it's, it's a very big thing and so I am always grateful for the fact that we do live this life and that, you know, I wake up each day is a huge thing for me. And, you know, if I'm ever feeling down for any reason, just the fact that I woke up today is enough for me to, you know, feel happy. Um, yeah, so just being appreciative of life and recognising that life is short. Um, we've had a couple of deaths um, within the last few months in the family and kind of extended family. Um, and speaking to those people before those part, they, before they passed um, is another thing that's kind of been really grounding um, recently um, because though the two people in particular that have passed, and the conversations that both my husband's had um, and that I've had with them has always been, they've said to us, you're doing an amazing thing and you're doing life right. You know, and, and, and I always think when you're speaking to someone that is about to, to transition, um, they more than anyone I feel you know, has a sense of what's important in life. And mm -hmm. so for them to kind of uh, reaffirm or reconfirm for us what we already know means a lot to us. You know, it kind of just helps us to take on 
another perspective of life and and focus and and kind of just be confirmation that you know even and there are times where it can be a bit of a struggle um but you know that that's a constant reminder for no we're we're doing what we're supposed to be doing this is right you know we are doing the right thing and and we are supposed to be here so yeah just just being grateful and nature um just being outside being able to enjoy the sunshine and you know any any time that we can find grass or be by the ocean any time that we can be by nature see stars at night the moon just nature in itself being in awe of just the universe is is always really grounding I love something that you said um you said that you feel like when your health is on point, you get results in your business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. So you, you are, I, I have a note here about you, mom in a swimsuit. You are, <laughs> you, have, you have that body out, ma'am. I mean, it's not a two-piece, but you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems like you are radiating from the inside out. So I like that you, I like that mention of self because like you said it's it's crazy right trying to mm-hmm. figure everything out be on the road sustain it um so I really like that you mentioned that yeah uh, it's mm, sorry yeah no yeah yeah I was I was just gonna say it's um health health is is everything I feel I feel like if you don't have health it's hard to be effective and it's hard to give your best um, to anything. Like you, you can't help anyone else if you can't help yourself. Um, and so I feel like I need to give myself um, the very best and I need to be in good physical shape if I'm to be able to be helpful to anyone else and so you know that is why you know I do try to make it a priority to to eat well to even if I'm not exercising we're walking we literally just before coming to speak to you we just got back in from walking for two hours so you know we are constantly on the move and and again this is another thing that contributes to to me feeling more confident than ever before I definitely feel healthier um, than I have in a very long time um, as well. And I feel, and I do genuinely feel like when I am healthy, when I am organized, I am most effective. And, and that radiates through our business. We see more sales. We see, um, you know, more clients coming through um, our inbox as well. So it's, it's, all, it's all connected, definitely. Yes, I definitely agree. I think that it is something that's talked about, but not necessarily um, reiterated that focus on health and well-being in order to have the business that you really want. Yes, I agree. So speaking of business a little bit, you are the hustle queen or y'all are <laughs> the hustle couple. So six yeah. things you do, uh, teaching online, which that's mm-hmm. English, correct? Right? Yep. Um, web development. I think that's AJ. Yep, that is. Virtual assistant, affiliate yep. marketing, 
Uh, you have digital downloads and yep. you do research studies or surveys. Yep. Yep. All and, of that. Yes. And like you said, you are um, really proactive. Once you find something and it works for you, you take you make the time to share with other people. Like you said before, yep. you want people to know that it's accessible for them. Um, mm-hmm. You got to put some work in, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I absolutely, I, I'm, I'm always happy to share anything that I find that works for us because what's the point in keeping it to yourself? You know, this, this journey for me is only exciting and, and only fun when I feel that I can that, that we can bring others on board as well. It would be boring if it was just me, AJ and Taji, and we couldn't share any of this excitement with anyone else. Um, then I don't know that I would enjoy it as much. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people who, especially when, especially in terms of debt, debt is a huge issue for millions of people. And, like I said, we, you know, we were able to clear 20,000 pounds, almost 20,000 pounds worth of debt in two years and, and save 15,000 in one year. Um, so I know that it's something that we can, we can avoid or that, you know, that we can, we can save money and we can make money um, in lots of different ways. But because our education system kind of doesn't only tells us kind of the the usual nine to five um, route to live in life. There's so many opportunities out there that go missed. And a lot of people are always saying, oh, well, you know, I'm not very, you know, I'm not an, I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't kind of have a business mind. I don't really know what my skill set is. I have no idea about how I would be able to make money. And my answer is always, well, you're talking to me and you're speaking English. That's a skill. You know, a a lot of the time we take for granted kind of even some of the basic things. And you can literally get paid for being yourself. You can teach English online. Um, Even, you know, a lot like we do teaching um, and um, we teach with like, say, Japanese students um, and a lot of them are professionals. And all they want to do is um, have very casual conversation. It doesn't mean, you know, that you have to go and get a teaching qualification, um, you know, and and be a, a certified teacher. With some people in Japan, they just don't have the opportunity to speak English, and that's all they want to do is just converse. And you can get paid for that. Literally, just having conversation, everyday conversation with Japanese professionals. Um, there are these companies out there and they will pay you up to a hundred pounds an hour for your opinions on hair care products. And they are desperate for the, you know, this why these are kind of the affiliate marketing things that I do, you know, so we get paid just by referring people to do those kind of studies. Um, there's, there's so many different things, which is why, like I said, every time I find something, I put, I write it down and I share it with our followers. And so on our website, there's a page on our website that any, everyone can access. And it is literally over 80 different ways of how you can make money right now, right now. You can go online, you can 
rent out your car if you 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 know you're going on holiday for two weeks um and your car's going to be sitting at home gathering dust get paid you can rent out your car for two weeks and earn some money for that there's so many unbelievable ways that people would never think about in their wardrobe in their you know kind of outside their house that your parking space could be making money for you if you're not using it um but unless you kind of know about these opportunities you would have no idea you know that that you could be making this extra income on the side you know i always say and i always say don't overlook the small stuff as well you know even if you could find an extra way to make 10 pounds in one day that's 300 pounds in a month you know 300 pounds could pay off a, a credit card in one month so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm always very vocal on never overlooking the small stuff. But like you said, being extremely proactive. I think a lot of people are wanting to just make money by doing not very much. And, and I kind of blame Instagram for this and for those people who do travel full time and make it look like all they do is sip cocktails on the beach and you know they've got their laptops on the beach which I always think is really unrealistic like in honestly in the year and a half that we have been traveling I have never seen a single person sitting on the beach with their laptop out I've never seen it I don't know I don't know who these people are that they're portraying this kind of lifestyle it doesn't exist and I've just put together um an ebook that is about passive income um which we do have some passive income and we're working to develop more passive income and one of the things that I do say in the beginning of the book is absolute passive income is an amazing way to make money because you can literally even make money while you're while you sleep and we do however it is not get rich quick it is not you know, you're, you are not going to be able to to make an income by doing nothing. And I think a lot of people, that's, that's what a lot of people I think are hoping that I will say, that you will be able to make money by doing not much money, not, not much, um, by not putting in very much effort at all. And it's just not true. And, and I do blame Instagram for that. And that is another reason why I go out of my way to make sure that I don't make it look like a dream because it just doesn't work that way at all. And, you know, you'll, you, you will absolutely get the shock of your life if you think that's what it's going to be like. But that was also part of your work. You were... You were in the, in the service of people to bring the best out of them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, like, uplifting people true. is just kind of what you do. <laughs> it's an yeah, and yeah, 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 absolutely. And you know, it's because I've I've worked with um, prior to li- li- leaving the UK, I've worked with young people for for almost ten years, and I always felt like I was almost doing young people a disservice by walking away from that and thinking kind of how do I, you know, I, it was something that I'm, I'm still very passionate about. And I did think, what does this mean for, for my passion now, if I'm, you know, if I'm not able to support young people, but I, like you said, I think I'm just helping young people bring out the best or bring it, helping people now bring out the best in themselves, but just in a different way. Um, 
which is why I now love doing it this way as well. It's it's just it's just a slightly different way of helping people than I was before. But um, yeah, it's it's fantastic, and I I love that I have the opportunity to to support people become the best that they can. Since you are well on your way, <laughs> in your yeah, that's cool. most definitely. But but still feels like we're just getting started. Good. <laughs> You've done so much, but I'm I'm glad you feel like you got more work in you. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Oh oh god. Oh, you don't even know. Even no. just today, we were having a conversation and just thinking, oh, but we could do this. We're always thinking about new things that we could be doing, and my my ideas list is ever expanding. I love that. I love it so much. Monique, <laughs> um, is there a song lyric or a poem that speaks to you these days? Oh man. Um, um good question. I would say I would say any anything by India Irie. I've I've always loved India Irie. Um but one of my favorite um, songs of hers has always been Strength, Courage and Wisdom. Um, yeah, it's, it, it just, really, like I said, I think in, in, especially in terms of me feeling like I'm kind of creating this second version of myself, um, it's always really just spoken to me about just just being me and and just having the courage to to become the best version of myself um unapologetically as well so um but that's what I love about India Irie is she's she's another person that just speaks so much truth um yeah so any any song by India Irie is always speaks to me I would say I love that song and I love her too (laughs) Yes, yes, approved. Okay, well, I want to respect your time. We could talk for ages, but um, yes, one last thing. Um, Can you please uh, tell listeners how they can support your work? Um, Just by by following Fro Family Travels, engaging with us. Um, so make sure you follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, um, check the website, frofamilytravels.com. Um, and just come and say, hey, check out the website, help yourself. There's so much valuable information on our website, especially if you are trying, especially if you are trying to get out of debt or trying to find new ways of making an income, there's lots of free resources and opportunities on the website. Take advantage of them because if you help yourself, you help me. That's, you know, I'm I'm not going to push a book or, you know, sell you anything. Um, if you want to buy my book, then please do. By all means, go ahead. However, you know, even just by utilizing the free opportunities, I get paid that way as well. So there's no expectation to spend any money, but come help yourself, for, uh, you know, from the free resources on our website and engage more than anything. We just want to help you become your best version of yourself. So come say hey and let us know how, let us know how we can help you. 
okay, that was cute, but <laughs> you do have a book for sale. So what? <laughs> that was nice. It was very lovely. I get you. You have bills to pay too. Your resources are great. But you have an expertise, people. I'm looking on your website right now, looking if I could find it, because I'm going to put it on the notes, whether you want it or not. So I see store. Where where am I supposed to find this? Help me. <laughs> help me help you. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Um, yeah, if you go to the store, yeah. you be able to say see the book passive income sources okay yes so there's a number of yeah there's a number of things in the store so a number of downloads um yeah Mm -hmm. there's a number of downloads go there's a goal getter kit there's um if if you're in debt there's a debt snowball calculator to help you work out your um different debts and use the snowball method that we talked about there's a monthly spreadsheet on there as well and most recently there's passive income sources so i'm sharing over 40 different ways of how you can make money passively um there are strategies that we use in there and i've given examples of other people who have used other strategies there are so many different ways that you can make money um in a variety of ways and passively that can generate income for years and years to come and so that's kind of my my latest release um that's on the website so yeah it would be absolutely amazing if you could support us by purchasing the book um as well or anything that's on the website it's everything that i share is usually about self-help and you know helping you to become a better version of yourself so yeah check out the store (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) no problem at all (laughs) so i will put all that goody goody information in the show notes thank you times a trillion for your time, for your energy, for your experience. Um, I'm so, so thrilled to have, I don't even know where I found you, but I'm glad I found you. <laughs> it's in my notes. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I think it was in one of the Facebook groups, you know, maybe. It, it, it's my Facebook group, the Black Women Digital Nomad Entrepreneur Group. Ah, yes, 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 yes. That's the one, that's the one. Yeah, no, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, um, and thank you for having me. Um, I, I always love having the opportunity just to share our experiences as well, especially as as a mum, you know, because a lot of women don't feel, a lot of women feel that once they have children that they can't travel. And I hope that we can encourage people to say that children are not a barrier um, to, to traveling and, and living your best life. In the least bit as you are showing us well thank you again it's been so wonderful and i hope to see you out in the streets again real soon yeah yeah most definitely <laughs> okay you and your family have a gorgeous evening thank you thank you so much i hope you have a good night too thank you all right bye-bye all right take care bye Barum, barum, barum.